soup or nuts? Our grandpa, or Gramps, lived voluntarily in an upscale nursing home called Lennox Garden Estates, a luxurious one-story facility in Buckhead. Gramps, like my father, had just enough money to last the rest of his life, provided he never did anything reckless like helping family members or donating to charities. Even though it was his choice, it bothered me that Gramps was in a nursing home, but not enough to have him move in with me, so I was thrilled Bo would try to get him out. I'm sure Gramps and Miss Livingston will get along wonderfully, kind of like the Middle East does, except with more firepower and less manners. Gramps' mental acuity was slipping a bit with age, and about a year ago, he and Chewie were driving home from Chewie's wrestling practice when Gramps had a stroke and took the wrong ramp onto the highway. Accidents happened, but this was an exit ramp, and cars were now coming towards them at 80 miles per hour. As if things couldn't get worse, Gramps is a big guy, nearly impossible to move, and his leg was jammed on the accelerator, blocking the brakes. Chewy, the Mexican gangster boy wonder, steered the car through incoming traffic from the passenger seat and drove around I-285, which is the highway that runs in a circle around Atlanta, two times before the gas ran out. He never hit a single car, although he had a police escort for the last lap. The doctor said the extraordinary amount of adrenaline produced during the event must have heightened his coordination and that the resulting supercoordination their term, not mine, would eventually wear off. It hasn't. After the incident, Chewie came over to show me his new super coordination by bouncing a quarter into a shot glass, 50 times in a row. He took my $20 and wondered out loud if there was a faster way to make money using his new gift. The challenge was most well-paying, super-coordinated athletic sports require a measure of physical power, something Chewie did not have. It was Gramps who pointed out the solution at a family dinner. Chewy could get an above-average NBA contract straight out of high school if he could just make half his three-point shots. Easy peasy. All he had to do was run around until he was open and shoot the ball. At the very least, his legs looked fantastic in basketball shorts. He couldn't make a single shot. Although he can literally grab a fly with chopsticks... That super-coordinated little Mexican couldn't make a three-point shot to save his life. Chewy remains bitter to this day, convinced Mexicans have a basketball-suppressing gene. Look at the data, he said, throwing me an NBA roster. Gramps, Chewy shouted as he jogged in and gave a big hug to Gramps, who was watching TV from his bed. It was nice to see a high school kid still be affectionate and not self-conscious. Chewy was one of the sweetest, most genuine human beings I'd ever met. He swore entirely too much, but he made up for it with his fawn, infectious personality. Who's the Mexican? Gramps said flatly to me and Bo. It's me, Grandpa, Chewy. Chewy laughed, patient with Gramps' memory loss. Oh, you. Gramps looked at me with a puzzled face as Chewy was hugging him, and I nodded affirmatively. Gramps wasted no time. Boys! They took my supernut. They still haven't put it back. Bo, you told me they were going to put it back in. I want my nuts back, both of them. My regular nut and my supernut. Excuse me one second, Gramps. Bo, can we have a quick chat? I pulled Bo away where I could whisper. You told him he'd get it back? I wanted to leave, he whispered back. I caved. 
by telling him he'd get his super nut back? You weren't there. He was crying for it. I got emotional. I wanted him to have it back too. It doesn't exist. How are you going to get out of this one? I recited Gramps' favorite line. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. Gramps' real name was Crawford Duke, and he was the most talented person I'd ever met. He was the reason my family had money. He might have lost his edge with age, but I wouldn't mess with him. Gramps was a force of nature and the physical embodiment of clever. Bo's troubled countenance told me he hadn't thought things through. Gramps, you still have your regular nut. It's in there somewhere, Bo said patiently, which was unlike him. He was scared. The other nut was not a super testicle. It was a benign tumor. You had a seminoma. That's a type of testicular cancer. The good kind. So you were very lucky. Lucky my ass. I got no balls. I can't live like this without my balls. Hey, muchacho, pull that plug there. I've had it with this world. Chewie pulled the plug as commanded, and the TV went black. Gramps seemed frustrated. See if you can find another plug to pull, amigo. After Gramps was taken to the hospital for his stroke, the nurse charged with bathing him discovered the huge tumor on Gramps' left testicle. The nurse also discovered, unfortunately, that some 78-year-old men can still get persistent boners. Grandpa had had it for years, the tumor, not the boner, and was convinced it was a gift from God, so he kept it a secret. The tumor stretched out his ball sack quite a bit, so now that his supernut had been removed, he has this outsized ball sack just hanging there with a singular, I would think, lonely nut that he was hesitant to even acknowledge. Gramps, how would you like to get out of this place and come live with me and Landon? Bo asked nervously like it was a first date. You get me my super nut back and I'll move into a refrigerator box under an I-20 overpass. His answer was crisp and deliberate. Otherwise, I'm staying put. Both of you know why I'm here. For the first time, Grandpa's irresistible smile surfaced through the doom and gloom. This was the Gramps I knew, the sex fiend. Why are you here, Gramps? Chewie asked, curious. Please don't tell him, I asked Gramps, knowing it was no use. Well, Ponchito, there's a ton of broads here, and I'm the only guy with a working member. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. The security guys here couldn't pour piss out of a boot if the directions were written on the heel. I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. He gathered himself and looked at me again. Parker, can you take me to the bathroom? My answer was swift and resolute. No way. I've seen you go by yourself a hundred times. His stern eyes were intimidating, but I didn't care. Are you really not feeling good? Why are you laying in your bed like you're in the hospital? What's wrong with your couch? I told you, I'm dying without my supernut. I'm also trying to watch TV in my underwear for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. I was going to pull on this, he motioned with both his hands to his privates, before dinner to get warmed up. There's a big party downstairs tonight. At least that's what I was trying to do until you clowns showed up. Okay. Come on. Let's go. I conceded to Gramps. Anything to stop him from talking about nailing gilfs in front of Chewie. 
Everybody has an inner goalie that stops our improper thoughts from entering the real world, but Gramps' goalie had been knocked unconscious by his stroke and showed no signs of improving anytime soon. His honesty could be terrifying in public. Gramps got out of his bed, and I followed him through his sterile quarters into the bathroom and closed the door behind us. Gramps sat down and started to pee like a lady. I read about you in the business, Chronicle. I'm very proud of you, Parker. I knew you had it in you. Thanks, Gramps. That means a lot to me. It was all I could say. Ordinarily, I would be emotional because I'm an emotional person and Gramps was a personal hero. Except the bathroom was so small I couldn't help noticing my hero's ball sack was dangling in toilet water. Gramps hated it when I cried, so maybe this powerful distraction wasn't all so bad. Nope. Gramps, uh, pull up your, I paused, not sure of guy protocol, your scrotum is in the toilet water, you're getting pee on it. His head was in his hands, though. He looked like he might be crying, which wasn't Gramps at all. He was genuinely distressed. How could such a smart, capable man think he had a supernut from God? It was hard to see my hero slip. Gramps was a star to me. I remember growing up, it seemed like everybody in Chicago knew him or knew of him. I bent down so I could console him, but mostly to avoid seeing his junk again. I hoped he was crying about letting his ball sack fall in the toilet water again. Gramps, just pee standing up and that won't happen. Or maybe just hold it on your thigh or something. Don't you understand, Parker? I just want my nuts back. Can you have your brother put my nuts back in? Bo is a dentist, Gramps. He doesn't... Boy, look at me. His eyes were wet, blue, beautiful, and serious. I need my super nut back. I don't care about the little guy. Keep him in a museum for all I care. I'm dying. I can feel it every day. Life is slipping through my fingers, Parker. I'll die if I don't get my super nut back. Soon. He put his head back in his hands. I almost started crying too, but nothing emotional. Gramps let a fart while he was peeing, and it was beyond thick. Old people are sneaky like that. He started shaking. An innocent bystander would think it was the inescapably horrific odor, but I knew Gramps was crying because he was mourning the death of his supernut. Gramps crying really affected me, but so did the thick stench of a sexually active 78-year-old's inner bowels. Then, another genius idea hit me. Gramps, we're going to get you your supernut back. The little guy, too.